I am Jen Wilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am podcast, where we explore who you are. Hello, hello, it is Jen here from IamJenWilson.com and the I Am Jen Wilson podcast. And today I have got a namesake, Jen, Jen Hardy. Jen is a mother, a wife, a dog mum and a business entrepreneur, author, business coach. Um, she, we had a really, it was quite a brief conversation. Um, she was a bit short of time, so we only had about half an hour to have a conversation today. So we were snap, snap, snap through um, quite a few different topics in the, in the conversation. So we're talking about the arts and how the arts fit into our world as Jen has a theatre background as well as a business background. We talk a little bit about our books. We talk about how people maybe perceive us within the world and how we show up for ourselves and also dealing with trolls. So those people that post comments on social media and the importance of telling your story. So check out today's episode. And as always, please share far and wide. If you enjoy the podcast and you haven't already left a piece of feedback on Apple Podcasts, then if you could please, if that is your place of listening, pop onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Like, subscribe, share, let people know that the podcast exists so that more people get a chance to hear it because one of these conversations that we have could be really life-changing for somebody else. And if you haven't listened to any of the previous podcasts, we've had some amazing podcasts recently. The last two podcasts, we've had Mark and Ryan both on talking about their mental health journeys, both very different stories, both touched by the contemplation of suicide, um, Really strong characters, really heartfelt conversations and we need to have more men talking about their mental health journeys. Us women are brilliant at it and us women are brilliant at having conversations but being able to help break the break the stigma and break the taboo. So if you haven't already tuned into them, have a listen back to those conversations and of course all the other previous guests were up at episode 115 now so we've had 114 previous conversations and I am always grateful and blessed to my guests and to you for listening and sharing the podcast. All right enjoy today's episode and I will see you next time. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am really well, thank you. Just trying to down some coffee. <laughs> a long, long morning. Yeah. Good. Busy but productive. Yeah, yeah. Um, just lots of amazing clients. Um, funnel building. 
very exciting. <laughs> very exciting indeed, yes. So let, this would be a good place for you to start is to introduce yourself to podcast listeners and what is what the, what the hell does funnel building mean? What do yeah. you do? <laughs> My name is Jennifer Hardy. For anyone that, don't, that doesn't know me, which probably most of you won't, um, I live in Scotland with my three kids and two dogs and husband as well. Um, so about three, four, no, about three years ago now, um, I decided to basically pull together everything that I'd learned over the last I don't know, 20 years of running my own businesses and stuff um, and really kind of put it all together. The way that I've had to grow businesses has been on very low budgets, um, probably nothing actually for the, for the first couple. Um, so really I wanted to show people how to use things like social media, um, yep. things like funnels, very exciting. But all a funnel really is, is a way of bringing your client customer into your space to get to know you more, to be nurtured by you in order for them to then choose you for their sale. That's really all it is. And there's obviously different platforms that you can use to aid that. So yeah, I've pulled everything together and decided to do kind of business coaching. Um, so what that entails is not only the kind of funnel side of things, but a little bit of productivity too. I also help people write books. So we've got two books out um, called She Is Unstoppable. Um, and each feature 12 female entrepreneurs from around the world. Um, and I used to hold retreats, if obviously... That can go ahead next year. Fingers crossed I'll be able to because I've got itchy feet. Um, yeah. <laughs> in places like Bali and Mykonos. Um, and that's just a beautiful time and a way just to get incredible people together to actually scale their businesses whilst they're there. So prod, like actually being productive um, yeah. and doing the work there. Because I don't know about you, but you know when I'm here, my family obviously take president. So I can find myself getting distracted where when I'm in this space and all I have to do is focus on that stuff I fly you know I've got all the time you know there's no distraction so it's a great thing to do is actually retreat and I might even think about doing something in Scotland actually because it's so beautiful here you know like why, why I've never done a, a thing here um so yeah that's kind of a bit of a nutshell what I do I also do acting and theatre arts and I still do adverts and stuff too because that's where I was born and bred into the theatre uh-huh. Um, I still do that. I still do that now. So I'm actually back at school doing some acting and uh, training. Amazing. As well. But I've got clients to care too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot, a lot going on. So how, so how are you finding, and how is your community of theatre people finding this whole current situation of yeah, really difficult? I mean, I've had friends who have been very well established in theatre, especially down in the West End, who now don't have anything. Like literally, they have nothing. Um, it's all very well and good, you know, if you're business minded and you've done your tax returns the way that they should be done, and you've got an accountant, which a lot of artists can't necessarily afford either. Yeah. You know, there's times where things do get a bit messed up, um, and even then, part of the funding that was um, available just did not fit into the category of what some of these artists do. Yeah. So it's been horrible. It's been really, really horrible. And right at the beginning, I reached out to my friend, uh, Sabrina. They basically said, right, the show's closed, that's it. And we don't know if it's ever going to be back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was saying to her, you know, let's do something. Let's do a concert. Um, and we did a few bits and pieces. But of course, some of the bigger companies end up doing it. 
money then becomes involved or gets involved and so it was a bit tricky for the kind of people that are in the middle you know like people that are in the West End that aren't they don't have like a huge big fan base necessarily um it was a really difficult time for those people in the middle who have been working their backside off and if you were in that world you'd you'd be like oh my goodness they're incredible at what they do yeah. um, not only obviously musical theatre but actors musicians that just maybe haven't quite got on that ladder yet of the kind of pop industry if you like yeah um, it's been tough it's been really tough and yeah at the beginning of 2020, my whole thing was, right, my kids are a little bit older. I want to go back to the arts because it's something that when it's in you, it never leaves. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to do something for me. And I wanted to go back and train in that. And of course, pandemic hit. But it's definitely not derailed what I want to do. I still, I know 100% that the arts have a massive role to play in people's minds and people's healthy mindsets. Um and in their well-being, music alone, for example, can change the way that you think or feel in a heartbeat. Yeah, and without yeah. those things, if you were to take away all of the arts, it would be a very, very sad, lonely place. Um, a quiet place as well. A very quiet place. And a, a place where you were fed one point of view, you know, which is what maybe a government's telling you or what you were reading in newspapers and Whereas the arts allows people to give their opinions in such a beautiful, poetic way that yeah. makes you think differently. Um, I mean, even think about authors at the moment. They can't go on tours and promote their books and stuff either. You know, it's it's in every sector. Every sector of the arts has been hit. So yeah. sad times, but I really, really, really believe that if we can go over this or if we can start to understand and learn with it, uh, live with it, sorry, coming into next year that the arts are going to take a hugely fundamental role um, in bringing people's um, happiness back if you like so I think when you think about how things have happened in the past there's when people when things are trying when they try and suppress things there's always this underground do you know what I mean so if you can't go to the proper theatre we'll find a way to do things underground to to be able to get that back out because if you don't have the arts you don't have tv you don't have radio you don't have the art you don't have cinema like there's nothing there's yeah. just you in the news <laughs> and social media that's a bit depressing <laughs> that's a bit depressing but i know i just um seen one of our um secretary saying that people in the arts should go and retrain and find other I jobs saw that. i yeah. saw that yesterday i saw that person um, so insulting yeah. so insulting and I wonder what he sits and does with his evenings when he's in with his family does he just stare at walls yeah or in silence and music and 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 watch some programs I bet he does yeah. but people don't see it as a priority at the moment and that's really mm-hmm. sad but I think it will change yeah I think it will change how do you how have you used those skills that you had through your theatre and creative background in your business as it is now I would say one of the things like I was talking about very, very briefly there was understanding that if there's no budget, how am I going to attract people into my business? So that was a huge thing. Um, So I use social media a lot at the beginning. So, for example, the first thing I had was theatre schools. 
Um, and it was just a little idea. I had myself when I was 21. I had just came back from drama school down in London. I had the, this skill set of all this art, but I was like, what am I going to do with it now that I'm, I'm yeah. home? I waited for my son to get a little bit older and it was a kind of an idea brewing for a while. And then he was about four or five and I thought, right, let's just go for it. Let's just start a, a little school. Yeah. Um, and I did. And one person turned up. Mm-hmm. my son so I was like okay this isn't going to work so I had to learn the skill of promotion self-promotion to be honest being yeah. the most important one to begin with because there was no name for the business it wasn't established it yeah. wasn't franchised or anything so it didn't come with this ready-made audience so first of all it was self-promotion and then as the business started to take off and the school started to get a bit of a reputation then I, of course I could kind of push the name of the school but that was one the confidence to be able to fail um and go okay well that's just a learning curve that's not set me back I need to move forward and then I'm going to change the direction that I'm going and I think for a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of people that are in any kind of business that's a huge one because it doesn't feel nice to fail like you want everything that you launch to be a huge success and you want everything to just be this beautiful you know upward Um, climb but it's not it never is so I think that is also something that I can pass on a lot when my clients are testing um, let's say they are testing a new marketing method and it doesn't work it's like okay cool well that doesn't work and it's like but I put so much work into it why doesn't it work you know it's and sometimes you just have to stop asking questions you know and go okay it is what it is and now they're going yeah, and I think that's really relevant across all aspects of life, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, um, a business relationship, your health, whatever diet or exercise regime only, that's really, sometimes what you do just doesn't work and you need to be able to let it go to be open yourself up for the next thing. Oh, your doggies in my the next My a party with one of my kids' dolls. Oh, nice. <laughs> No, you're, you're, you're completely right. You're completely right. And and I, I think as well, especially when there's someone else involved. So mm-hmm. when you have a business, you've got clients and customers involved. When you've yeah. got a relationship, you've either got a partner involved or even a relationship with a friend or a parent. Yeah. It's even more important to be able to let that stuff go yeah. because you can never change the thoughts and feelings of someone towards you and what I remember reading and I was like oh man this is so right you are a different person to every single person that you know yes. and I was like wow he, sh- he sounds like Chuba <laughs> that was a kind of wow moment for me and I was like I can never ever be the person that I would love to be for everybody yeah. because everyone's got their own thing that they're also going through and a lot of time people project so something about you that you think is a really good thing like you're maybe really kind they would see that as a threat sometimes yeah and be like oh she's too nice mm. she's too this or she's too suffocating or mothering yeah, or yeah too needy. all these things you, you can just never mm. ever be the person that you would love to be for everybody you certainly can for some I definitely believe that and these are the relationships and the friendships that you probably carry and the clientele that you carry with yeah. ever you know yeah. but there'll be a group of people that just will never like you and I think as hard as it is 
when someone that you know, like you, you never know. People are not brave enough to go, I don't like you. N- normally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of someone saying something that that kind of hurts your feelings. It's not it's never nice. But yeah. having that mindset for me now, I can just go, oh, okay. And it just doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Jen, if you've had or if you've experienced yet, like any trolling or trolls, um, but I've certainly had them. I've had them on adverts that I've put out there, um, yeah. them on podcast episodes where they've been <laughs> me and the person talking. I've had loads of it. And at the yeah. beginning, like when I first started this side of this business or this side of the business, which was all the kind of coaching things, I was so hurt. I'm like, how can people say that, that stuff about me? Yeah. And they think that. Um, and now, now I really, I, I'm, I'm so, it's like water off ducks back. I'm like, okay. I do the most important people in my life, um, you know, do they respect me? Do they um, look to me for answers sometimes the way that I do with them? Yes. And if that circle, you can keep that intact, then great. Yeah. You know, that's that's the only people that matter. And for me, that's my kids, husband, my mom and dad, you know, and, and, and some friends and some clients. So yeah. I think that yeah. I've been able to let things go like that. Yeah, I think it depends, for me, it depends who it is that said the thing. So if I know the person or I think I know the person and they, they say something, it, that definitely hurts yeah. more and you, it's harder to let go than if it's a complete stranger. If it's a complete stranger, you're just like, yeah, you're a dick. Absolutely. <laughs> Jog on, block, whatever. Okay. Um, but if it's a, when it's a person that you know or that you thought that you knew and you're like, Wow. What Where did that I, come from? I actually had a family member that I don't speak to now who gave me tirade of abuse um, all about my Instagram and how it creates this perfect picture yeah. of my life. When actually, if you read the quotes that come with a lot of my images, you'll yeah. think that's completely different from mm-hmm. what you maybe initially see in an image. Because yeah. I talk very openly about mental health. I talk very openly about where I'm at with things and um, about relationships and all of it um, and I certainly I'm always really careful of like what am I putting out am I, am I putting out something that could maybe help someone here or yeah. that someone can maybe relate to I'm always really conscious of that and that was a family member and I, it's so strange how sometimes it is the people that are closest to you that know you the least yes because they have this perception in their head of who they, who they think you are and as you grow as a person they don't always recognize the growth or they don't recognize the growth for what it is Absolutely. and think that your confidence is arrogance or and those words of who does she think she is yeah, like you that's more likely to come out of a family member's mouth than it is out of a stranger's because they have this perception of who you should be and when you break out of that little mold of what they've created for you or that image in their minds then all of a sudden it's a mirror up to them that they're not changing or they're not moving in a way that they maybe want to absolutely absolutely and that's exactly it it's a mirror it's a mirror and that can be really hard for some people yeah. to take so yeah. yeah yeah so productivity we were just chatting right at the very start about being productive this morning and getting shit done yeah. um <laughs> What are like, and when you're not on retreat and we're here in real life, 
what do you have any particular tools that you use or any tips that you could share with people that could be useful I would say the number one thing for me that made a massive difference was the way that I worked my diary and also the diary that I used so I use Acuity um, which is an online diary but it links up to my phone and I can change appointments really easily or my clients can change appointments when they can't make things but the way that I do it is I look at what my kids have got on and obviously that's a lot less now because they used to have clubs and things and some of that stopped but if the kids had clubs if they had presentations at school like any of that kind of stuff would go in the diary first and that time would be blocked off and then after that anything for myself so maybe it was like a massage I think that's so important self-care 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 there has to be a time in every single day that you're going how do I feel like what's going on inside here forget what's going on in your mind because that will constantly just monkey chatter look at these crazy dogs that will constantly just monkey chatter away but what's going on inside here now whether that's meditation for you or a little bit of exercise or whether it's cooking or sitting down for 20 minutes listening to the radio or watching a bit it doesn't matter what it is like what is your what is your meditation what does that look like for you and making sure that every single day you get it I wasn't productive when I was going into meetings at 8 a.m. and then not finishing till six and yeah. having an hours break in the middle because I was like a blue ass fly, like just trying to catch my tail constantly and it was horrible. So I really spread my meetings out and I use acuity for that, which is really good. So yeah, once I've put my stuff in that I want to achieve, whether it's a bit of exercise, whether it's a yoga class, whatever it is in the day, that goes in. Then I open up my diary to my clients. That normally yeah. happens like two weeks in advance kind of thing. So they can only really book up two weeks because I might decide that I want to go away for a week on holiday. Yes. Or I want to take the kids away for a weekend or whatever it might be. So I try and do that as well. Yeah. And then it opens up to like discovery calls or for new people that I've never spoke to before that want a quick chat about what I do. Yeah. Um, so that way I never feel guilty about mum guilt. Well, I don't have that because yeah. my kids are the number one thing. And I know it sounds crazy, like, oh, you schedule your kids into your diary. It's not like that. Like, I'm here for the school run every single day and stuff. But, yeah, I schedule all their activities in so I don't miss anything. Yeah. And I never, ever feel the guilt that, oh, my goodness, my client's about to launch today. But now I need to go and do this school thing. And now I need to let her do it. There's never that. Well, there's very rarely that pull. Sometimes things come up. The kids are sick, whatever. Yeah. Um, clients miss a point. All, all, that, all that jazz happens. But for the majority of the time, I feel... Yeah quite balanced yeah and that means that I've got much more time to be creative and be productive as well in other ways so whether it's I want to create something new I'll actually schedule block time out for that so that's two hours let's say on a Tuesday when I'm going to sit and go right what is this new thing that I'm going to create what does it look like and then I'll pick that up again maybe on Thursday or something so that's one of my tools and I think Acuity is a beautiful beautiful diary to use it's so easy, really user-friendly. You can very easily put in what your week looks like. Um, you can brand it, which I always think is a really great touch. Um, it's inexpensive. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that is probably my most important productivity tool. Yeah, it's coming down to pri- like priorities. What are, what are your pro- priorities so for you and your kids for other people it could be the particular job that they've got if depending on what it is that they do or 
maybe they really need to be focused on their health if you've taken on well then you need to be able to adjust things so that you that you're fitting that life around what you need absolutely it's, it's so, one of the things that I teach in, in my with my clients as well when because I teach it's health coaching yeah. and it's you have to when you set your daily routine it has to fit around what you need to get done so that you don't feel guilty that you're missing out on stuff or you don't feel like you're having to sacrifice things, time with particular people or time on yourself yeah. just to try and fit other stuff in. Absolutely, because that's what happens. Like when you start to go down that road of, ah, uh, feel guilty because I've not done X, Y, Z, that's when your mind just is not in anywhere creative. Like there's not a creative space there. Like once you've went down that, um, feel because you feel bad. Yeah. Like if you can be like, right, okay, the beginning of this week, everyone is thought about, including me. <laughs> <laughs> you feel good. You go into the week feeling good and like, okay, you know, ready to take on the world. But but yeah, before I had that system in place, I was just like, oh, so much to do. Sitting up working late at night. Ah, oh, it wasn't great. Working every weekend. No, that's just not anymore. I work normally Tuesday to Friday, one late night for my clients that are overseas. Um, And and that's it. Because your your health is the most important thing. And I took ill last year Mm -hmm. and my entire business and I just stopped. I could not push any further. Um, So I know what that's like and it's not good. It's not nice. So, yeah, even more important to make sure that you're kind of, as soon as you're starting your business, or even if you're halfway through, it's t- you know, it's time now to go, right, let's actually get this, get a system in place. Yeah. Um, and feel better about what my days are shaping up to look like. Yeah. So your books, um, She's Unstoppable, is it She's Unstoppable 1 and 2? Or yeah. She's Unstoppable, yeah. She's <laughs> Unstoppable um, 1, Volume 2, and there's going to be a third volume next year which will be really interesting because that'll be people that have not only came through their own adversity but obviously also came through a pandemic yeah so, maybe never had before so when you're looking for the the people or you're selecting the people you want to include in that book is there particular types of story that you're looking for when you're selecting them or is it just as wide a, a variety as possible it's really really wide the first time um that I had the idea to do it was obviously it was two years ago three years ago now can't remember but I just came out of me not feeling great kind of going I don't really know what's next like I think when you get to us when when you set yourself a goal and you hit the goal there is a little moment where you're like ah what's next like what what's the next thing what do I want to achieve and I kind of was feeling a bit like that and obviously I've had adversity through my life, like everyone has, in some capacity. Um, some is much more extreme, but I always just believe that everyone's adversity is valued, like it's it's relevant. So yeah. I just put a kind of call out my Facebook and said, listen, um, this is how I'm feeling just now. Does anybody else feel like this? And the response was incredible. Like so many people going, oh, you know, it was really difficult. I worked through this that happened. And you know, just trying to get up in the morning and, and find my my why or like, you know, what was I doing all this for? And, and and so it carried on and I thought, okay, wouldn't it be amazing for me to be able to pick up a collection of stories mm. that 
maybe some I wouldn't necessarily relate to, but I could absolutely sympathise with them. And then maybe some I would relate to and go, do you know what? See, that person can do it. Then I'm going to do it too. Yeah. You know, let let's let me try and move on through my journey as well. And that was that was the thinking behind it. Put a little shout out and said, you know, this is what our plan is. I'm going to write a book, and I, I'm looking for twelve um, female authors for it, co-authors, yeah. um, to share their journey with me. And brilliant response. And I thought, okay, let's do it. And there was enough women for two. Well, probably about. 20 books to be honest <laughs> but some for some it wasn't the right time because they were maybe thinking about you know starting a business so it was going to be much better if they had their business started so that people mm. them up because a book also is a great way to leverage an audience mm. um, and to be able to share your story with a potential client and customer so there's also a kind of business element to it or even if you've got like a mission and um, so if you've got a charity it's mm-hmm. also another fab way of getting your the, the word of your charity out there. So yeah. there was kind of side of things as well. Most of the women had something that they were putting out into the world. Um, and that's why they thought the book would be a really good place to begin. And a lot of them are going on now to write their own books because mm-hmm. they understand and they've seen the process, which I think is just brilliant. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, there was no kind of specific ways. You know, every single person that I spoke to, I, I did like little 15, 20 minute Zoom calls just to get to know them and say, you know, what's the kind of things that you would be wanting to talk about and share. And honestly, I mean, I think probably after every call, I was, it was really emotionally draining because I was either my heart was so happy and like full, full sorry, or I was in tears because I was like, please, yeah. oh, like, and, and men go through stuff as well. I understand that. And the only reason why women are so important to me is because I am one. Yeah. So I relate to them better. Um, and also I do believe like periods and all that stuff really have got a massive effect on us. Yeah. So that was another thing, like just hearing from all these women who have, you know, just gone through incredible things and are now doing beautiful, beautiful things in the world was, was really, really inspiring. Um, but there was no set way it was these stories all just kind of lined up and then we chose a 12 and some of the women that that really wanted to be in the first book then went on to do book two so so yeah Yeah. they're both available on amazon yes you can get them on amazon i went to water spoons and order them um water stones stones (laughs) (laughs) the book pump never be going there ever again um, so, <laughs> my favorite book and um, you can yes. go in there as well and you can order it from the desk awesome. yeah cool i'll put links to that into the show notes for people so that they yeah. um can easily find it so i'm just very conscious of your time is there anything else that you specifically want to talk about before we wrap up i just want to i suppose say to people that more now than ever it's time for you to give yourself a break Mm -hmm. you know at this time you shouldn't be expecting anything of yourself really you know it's it's so everything is so up in the air still it's all unknown we're all just trying to get through this together um i do feel as if there's going to be a, a shift in the way that we view things like influencers and 
pop stars and all these kind of people. And there was a long time where we held them in huge pedestals and if they'd made a foot wrong, you know, there was this kind of cancel culture yeah, where there was no way for them to be able to learn from their mistakes because they had this kind of um, platform, if that makes sense. I feel as if that's going to change because you're seeing now that we're all just humans and we're yeah. all just trying our best. And I like to believe that we are all trying our best. And maybe your best is different from mine. Maybe someone's best, I might think that falls short a little bit from what I would see as my best. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. We're all trying our best in the best possible way we know how in that time. So not only just being a little bit kinder at yourself, but kinder to other people. Like, take that mask down and smile. You know, yeah. uh, there's a little kid going up a escalator the other day, maybe three or four in front of me. And I'm standing there with a mask and everybody else's mask. And she just looks so terrified. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how scary that world is just now for that wee one? Mm-hmm. Like all these people, dead eyes, not able to see. And so I took my mask off and I, was, I had a wee chat with her and and she was smiling and, and, and all bubbling away. Like I, I think we need to remember that we're humans as well and there's a human element. And although we need to maybe walk about with these masks, you know, let's not forget that behind them we can be smiling. We can be talking. We can be making sure that people are okay. We can be asking to carry somebody's bags up the roads. You know, all yeah. that stuff, like, it's just so important. And we can't get to the stage where we're so detached that people are scared to walk down the street, especially our elderly community and things. So yeah. well, what can you do to make people feel a bit more confident um, about everything that's going on just now, you know, yeah. is what yeah. I would say. Because otherwise, we're going to let it destroy us and we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, the disconnection itself is going to be so damaging if people don't need, make a bigger effort yeah humans need to be touched and they need yeah. to be held and they need to be hugged just the same as monkeys in the whole animal kingdom yeah. we need to feel wanted and needed and loved yeah and we all deserve that you know so yeah really really important and I don't know if this is something that you are that you're passionate about which I'm sure it probably will be but I don't know if you've watched the David Attenborough program yet no not yet no really beautiful it's really beautiful and it's it's actually quite optimistic because we are heading in the right direction yeah but that's another thing that he talks about he's like our planet has suffered so much at our hands um and now there's a beautiful saying um I think it was like we don't need knowledge anymore like we need compassion yeah you know we need wisdom Yes, we do. And we have We know what we should be doing. We know what we should be cutting out. We know what we should be doing a little bit less of. We know. So yeah. I think it's time we all just kind of came together and, and did a wee bit of that, as small as it might be. Yeah, I think it's letting go of that because knowledge was given such a high status for so long. It's letting go, letting go of that as well, of this need to have the knowledge and coming back to your internal wisdom. Absolutely. because. There is nothing more powerful than that internal wisdom. Your body's always sending you signals when something's not wrong. And we are so busy getting caught up in trying to find the science behind it that we don't listen. And it's like science can't get everything. It just can't. Science doesn't always get everything right. No. There's human error, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's, it is 
it's a it's a beautiful program and so I think if you want your heart to begin to just kind of open up a little bit and just remind yourself that you know you're perfect this mm -hmm. planet's perfect but we need to start working with it yes um, and not not against it and we need to start working with ourselves and not against ourselves as well because that's what I did for a long time constantly the way that my body looked I was against you know, yeah. the way that I wasn't as successful as I wanted to be, I was against, against, against. So, yeah, letting go of that as well. And I'm not saying, by the way, that I am there. I'm just trying. It's just all doing our best until we know better, is my Angela, I would say. <laughs> definitely. Amazing. Right. So I'm very conscious that you have got another call that you need to get on to. Um, best places for people to follow you? Probably Instagram just now. I've been really, yeah. really quiet on my social media, just trying to kind of get my head around the world at the moment. <laughs> um, so I do kind of get a little bit insular, but I'm just going to start to ramp that back up and kind of showcase people some things that I've found and, and all that jazz. Um, got yeah. some really nice little collaborations coming up as well before Christmas. So probably Instagram's a good place. I don't have my community at the moment, but I'll be opening up another one come um, 2021, the beginning of yeah. the year. And it'll be a little bit more holistic. So there will be business things in there, obviously, for anyone that needs that. But I will be talking a little bit more about, you know, um, spirituality and flow um yeah. no, and all that kind of really awesome stuff too so amazing amazing brilliant so I will put all the links to your social media on the show notes mm. all right thank you so <laughs> much again. for being thank on the podcast thank you for having me I appreciate it thank you thanks for listening and remember to leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or SoundCloud and check out what's going on at iamjenwilson.com or head over to Instagram and give us a follow just following iam.jenwilson.com